1 Corinthians chapter number 14. And uh, again, I just want to remind you, or maybe you don't know, for those who have not been here last Wednesday night, uh, we started a brand new series um, that God has given me. And I knew it would be a series because I knew I, there's no way I could cover everything uh, in one message. Therefore, it's a series. And uh, I want to preach, uh, really, it's a, it's a simple thought, uh, but it's going to be some pretty deep waters, doctrinally speaking, uh, both tonight and in the days to come. And uh, tonight I'm, I'm going back to this thought that God has given me from uh, this chapter uh, in, the book, in the book of 1 Corinthians, and I'm preaching on the corruption of the charismatics. Uh, the corruption of the charismatics. How many of y'all know what a charismatic is? Uh, if you don't know, let me define that before we even get started tonight. There is a movement, and it's not just one denomination, it's several. Uh, several different denominations, and uh, they're, they're emotionally driven. Uh, they're doctrinally error, or they're, they have error, doctrinally speaking. Um, and, and so it's my job, I said this last week, not just to preach what God puts on my heart, uh, but it is the job of the pastor uh, to establish doctrine. And if you don't know what you believe and why you believe it, then really you don't have a clue what you believe. Uh, if you're just going off what somebody said, you're in trouble. <clears throat> just because Papa said it don't mean it's so. Help me somebody. Uh, just, let, me, let me go a step further. Just because the preacher says it. They're some good men that's messed up doctrinally. And that don't mean that they're a heretic or that or you know a hireling. That's the word I was looking for. Don't mean they're a hireling or a false prophet. Uh, there's good men saved as you and me on their way to heaven, just messed up doctrinally. And uh, amen. amen. But I'm not interested in what Papal or the preacher or nobody else has to say. Uh, the Lord has left us His word. Somebody oh, yes. ought to thank God. We don't have to guess at this tonight. Uh, amen. I've been accused of guessing. I don't have to guess. Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't have to guess. It's black and white. From Genesis to Revelation. And what I'll do tonight is I'll show you, even in this text that we're going to read, uh, you say, well, they've all got Bible for what they believe too. You're exactly right. I'm glad you brought that up. They do have Bible, but it is not in the dispensation in which we are living. If you don't know what a dispensation is, you're nowhere close to the point that you need to sit down and try to debate doctrine with anyone. Well, help somebody. The Bible said in 2 Timothy, uh, uh, the Bible said, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed. Look here now. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So I've said this many times. All this Bible is for us. Would you say amen? Uh, every word in there is for us, but it's not all to us. Uh, Old Testament law, that is not to you and me. Uh, we are not Jews under the law. Uh, we're Gentiles. Somebody's going to have to help me tonight. We're Gentiles under grace. Amen. I'm going to say that again for half of you still sleep from work today. We are not Jews. We're Gentiles. Yes, Jews were subject and in bondage to the law. 
Thank God some 2,000 years ago, the law and all the ordinance of the law and the payment that's required and everything that goes into the Old Testament say it was abolished and destroyed on a hill called Calvary. Hallelujah. Uh, The Lord Jesus, He saves us through and by His wonderful, marvelous grace. So that's free, and I won't charge you a dime for that. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14 and verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Uh, Paul is writing three things you need to know if you're going to rightly divide your Bible dispensationally. Number one is who's writing. Number two, who are they writing to? And number three, what's the occasion or what's going on? And it is here that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And the occasion is there's a mixed multitude in the church. Uh, Paul's congregation is made up of both Jew and Gentile. You can imagine how that's going. Uh, The Jews are trying to do everything that the Old Testament uh, Jews were doing. Signs, seeking gifts and all these things. And the Gentiles are all messed up. And so Paul is addressing some things here in our text. 1 Corinthians Chapter 14, look with me. In verse number 1, Paul said, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. They love that verse. Uh, But finish reading. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men edification and exhortation and comfort. And he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that y'all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now brethren if I come unto you speaking with tongues what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine and even things without life give sound whether pipe or heart except they give a distinction in the sounds how shall it be known what is pipe or heart for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to the battle so likewise ye except ye utter by the tongue words easy but to be understood how shall it be known what is spoken for ye shall speak into the air but there are it may be so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without signification therefore if I know not the meaning of the voice I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me even so ye for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts Seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Let me just pause quickly. Everything in this New Testament is church oriented. Everything, doctrinally speaking, is done through, within, and out of the local church. Somebody help me right there. Verse 13, wherefore, let 
him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret for if I pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prayeth but my understanding is unfruitful what is it then I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also else when thou shalt bless with the spirit how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest for verily givest thanks well but the others not edified I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all yet in the church look at here now I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than ten thousand words in an unknown time brethren be not children in understanding how be it in malice be a children but in understanding be men in the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people and yet for all they will not hear me saith the Lord wherefore look here now tongues are for a sign not to them that believe but to them that believe not but prophesying serveth not for them that believe not but for them which believe if therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers will they not say that ye are mad but if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or one unlearned he is convinced of all he is judged of all and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest and so falling down on his face he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth notice this how is it then brethren when you come together every one of you hath a song hath a doctrine hath a tongue hath a revelation hath an interpretation let all things be done unto edifying if any man speaking an unknown tongue let it be by two or the most three and that by course and let one interpret but if there be no interpreter let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge if anything be revealed to another that sitteth by let the first hold his peace for you may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be comforted and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets for God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints. I'm going to stop there for sake of time tonight. If you would, I want you to bow your head tonight. Ask God to open your ears and ask God to open your heart and let's receive what the Word of God has to say to you and I. Please pray tonight, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come humbly tonight and God, we're asking you, Lord, to come by one more time. Oh, God, fill us with the Spirit of God. Lord, move upon my mind. Move upon the message. Touch my mouth. Uh, God tonight, help me, Lord. Uh, 
Lord, as only you can. God, I need you tonight, both spiritually and physically. Lord, it's not my voice that'll get the job done. But God, it's the power of the Word of God and the Spirit, Lord, that agrees with the words, Lord, that are written on the pages of the King James Bible. I pray tonight, God, that you move in this place. I pray tonight, God, that you let the wind of glory sail and blow through our sails one more time. Oh, God, help me under that end that you receive all the honor, the credit, and the glory. For it's in Jesus' name that I come and ask humbly tonight, Lord. Please help us tonight. And for what you do, we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name and for his sake and all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated tonight briefly by way of introduction. May I say one more time, it is here uh, where the Apostle Paul has begun addressing the church uh, of Corinth which was made up uh, of a mixed multitude uh, of both Jew and Gentile. Get this picture in your mind tonight. Uh, here come the Judaizers. Uh, here come the lovers and the keepers of the law. Here come the faith and work salvationers, if you will. And Paul's been going around now uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, that you believe that Jesus uh, uh, died on an old rugged cross. Uh, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. Uh, on the third day, he got up by his own power. And he ascended to his father. And he made a promise, I'm going away right now. Hey, thank God, but I will you uh, come again uh, and Paul is dealing with two uh, uh, of the mixed multitude one uh, uh, looking to the law and the other looking uh, he's trying to get a look toward the Lord uh, and he's having to deal with the sign seekers he's having to deal if you will uh, with the charismatics uh, he's having to deal with the grace followers. he's having to deal with those uh, who are obsessed by gifts and obsessed by talents and obsessed by tongues. My friend Paul is addressing the issue in the church of Corinth. May I say because of the presence of the mixed multitude, there were also mixed doctrines. There was also mixed up traditions and there were mixed opinions. If you look at verse 26 tonight, uh, briefly the Bible said how is it then Paul writing brethren uh, when you come together every one of you hath a song hath a doctrine hath a tongue hath a revelation hath an interpretation let all things uh, be done unto edifying uh, in other words Paul said I about had uh, all I can take with this church uh, uh, every time we come together uh, somebody's got their own philosophy every time we meet together uh, somebody's got their own choice of song uh, uh, don't line up with what this crowd thinks uh, and this crowd loves it uh, everybody's got their own uh, uh, my friend doctrine everybody's got their own tongue and revelation and everybody has got their own interpretation you better hear me uh, and hear me well tonight uh, uh, there is no private interpretation of the scriptures uh, this card that everybody's writing uh, everybody's trying to play well uh, preacher that's just how I see it hey neighbor God didn't call you to read that bible and digest it uh, for how you see it uh, I could give a rip less uh, how 
you see it. I could give a rip less how I see it. It ain't about how we look at the scriptures. It's about how the scriptures are looking back at us. Paul gave a great commission that we're to study the word of God. My friend, to show and approve ourselves and the God of workmen that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. It don't matter how we think it goes. That's right. You better look at the context. You better look at whom is receiving what is being written and who's writing it. Yeah. I just don't know about all that preacher. Okay, let me ask you something. You don't believe in dispensational, uh, dispensationalism. I want to ask you something. Where's your uh, firstborn male lamb tonight? I mean, why don't you be killing no lambs and going to the temple and trying to find Solomon to take the blood and the oil and the hyssop and the blood of that lamb and sprinkle the altar and stand back? You're just hoping to God that he's right with God. You got somebody heaven tonight. That, that Old Testament, them Jews, that my friend, it was all a picture of Calvary. And them Jews would go every year after the feast of Passover. That my friend, Exodus chapter number 12, that's when the death angel would come by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My friend, it ain't to us, but it's short for us. You say, how, preacher, for one, I'm not a Jew. And for two, it's not the blood of bulls and goats that washed my sin away. But there's a type in Exodus chapter number 12 when the death angel passes by and he sees the blood. He ain't got no choice but to say when I see the blood. I will pass over you. Now that is not to us, but it's for us. You know why we can sing that song about uh, about one dark night while down in Egypt a, a fearful time had come uh, over the, the, the young uh, Hebrew boys who were uh, at the father's firstborn son. Why can we sing about a bunch of Jews uh, under the law, under the condemnation? By the way, the law always condemns. Somebody is going to have to help me. Uh, my friend, the law always condemns. Uh, uh, but somebody ought to thank God uh, that the Lamb, hallelujah, that the Lamb converts uh, and the Lamb, hallelujah, changes uh, and the Lamb of God saves you. The law was never satisfied. But thank God the Lamb, the Lord looked down on the Lamb and He said it's satisfied. And Paul's preaching to both these crowds. Jews require a Okay, I had about 26 and a half, probably 26.34% of you right there. The Jews require a sign. But the Gentiles and the Greeks, that's what we are, seek after wisdom. What is wisdom? What's the word? This blessed old book that I hold in my hand, it's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sins kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. Y'all not going to have to deny on you. When I think what it costs just to hold in my hand. Hallelujah. I'm about to throw something. It reminds me that old great dead. 
to all of the martyrs who've gone to the stake. Quoted with their name, some another. Well, its critics are many, and believers are few. I'm going to repeat that part. Well, its critics are many. Well, its critics are many. I'm going to repeat. I'm a stupid CD. Well, its critics are many. Well, its critics are many. Hey! Well, its critics are many, and believers are few. But there's one thing I found to be true. If you find when you read this that there's something wrong. Hey, neighbor. They ought to add that in the song. Hey, neighbor. There's something wrong with you. Hey, now. Because this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's a song. I'm about to run through a wall. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. I need more to keep sin. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin's kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from
Somebody. Yes. You might as well tell me. Yes, sir. 
See, I'll keep you out of that book because when you're dirty, you don't want to go because that right there is wash, washing by the word. Listen, the washing of the water of the word. Washing by the water of the word. That's how it goes. This thing's a looking glass. You know why you look at a mirror? To see your flaws. How many of y'all was getting ready for church not looking in the mirror? Why? Because you wanted to see something that you need to correct it. Because you want everybody else to see your flaws. I had a barber, but I looked in that mirror last night before I went to church. I said, My God, in my hair. It's not way too long. And I looked again tonight and I said, It's longer than that than it was yesterday. You know what I did? I cut my hair. It probably don't look the best, but it looks better than it did long. You with me? I spotted that. I said, Man, that don't look good. I'm going to have to do something about that. Number six. Hallelujah. Number of man. Number six, God, will take care of it. Every time I look in that mirror, I see something I don't like. Now, I don't get mad at the mirror. No. Amen. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. I'm stuck. The preacher's talking about being stuck. I'm stuck. Yeah. In a good way. I don't get mad at the mirror. When it shows my hair wadded up on one side when I wake up in the morning, I don't get mad and throw something at the mirror. Are you with me? When I'm trying to trim my beard and I cut a gap out of it, I don't get mad at the at the mirror for revealing that. I'm glad I see it. Man, that looks bad. Come on, somebody. I, I, I mean, that's about as far as I can go looking in the mirror. But you ladies look in it a long time. My hair and my beard is about all I look at in the mirror. But I don't like nothing else I see in there. So I, I'm going to get one of the little mirrors from my neck up. But you ladies, you go to looking at your eyebrows and your eyelashes and your lips and your teeth. You ever walk, husbands, you ever walk in the bedrooms and your wife's looking in the mirror Licking the lipstick off. Why is she doing that? She wants to see what's wrong with her so she can correct it. Yeah, right there. I've said this is a looking glass. It's a mirror. Yeah. Why is it when we look at the mirror and it points out what's wrong with us? We throw the mirror down. Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm still preaching. I'll give that for a minute if I don't have a heart attack. My chest is hurting. I got to gear down. Help somebody. You, man, I'm like I'm stuck. You know what the body of Christ is called? We're the bride. Man, so you ever met a bride on wedding day that woke up out of the bed or hairs in knots? Half, you know, they stick in my eyelashes on that. One of her eyelashes on her cheek. And the other one's turned upside down. And her mascara, she looked like she'd been in a fight with Mike Tyson. Got two big old black coon eyes. Help somebody. You ever seen a bride look in that mirror and say, well, it's wedding day. I believe I'll just go how I am. They spend all day preparing themselves for their grave. Y'all ain't picking up what I'm throwing down. Amen. We're the bride. Amen. 
When these things begin to come to pass, then look out for your redemption draws now. I've got news for you. We're not in the fourth quarter. We're not over time. This thing's about over, neighbor. It's time to bride. And look in the mirror. Quit getting mad in the mirror. And fix your imperfections. We're heading to a wedding tonight. Bible says the voice of the archangel trumpet don't sound. The dead in Christ will rise first, then we, which are alive and remain, that's his bride. Hey, neighbor, the bride that he purchased with his own blood. John looked out in Revelation. He said, Behold, I see New Jerusalem coming down as a bride adorned for a husband. It's time for us to quit getting mad at the preacher, quit getting mad at the scriptures, quit getting mad at the truth. Quit trying to make this word conform to you and you conform to where we got a wedding date. Our bridegroom, hallelujah, is on the edge of the seat. The Satan's been laid. He's standing at the altar right now waiting on his bride. Let me ask you a question. You ever seen a bride on wedding day? When the march started playing? Dun, 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 You ever seen her open the back doors and walk out in the parking lot? Away from her groom? You know the direction the bride always walks? She spent all day preparing. You know what we're doing these labs in church age? Brother Dax, the groom. Church is doing this. Ain't how the wedding goes. They're looking in that mirror. Instead of fixing what they need to fix so they can please their groom, they say, I, I like looking the way I look. I, I want to get nothing done for him. It ain't about him. Look here, look here. It ain't about him. Look at here, look at here. We're right back to the January 1st, God spoke to me about what this year, and it comes up about every service. It ain't about him. I ain't never been a bride. Look at her groom. Said it ain't about him. It's all about me. And just went out on a merry way. But they look in that mirror, and they say, I want to be as pure. I want to be as beautiful. I want to take his breath. I mean, I know how you ladies are. Everybody wants to see how the groom reacts. Will he cry when she walks in? Will he get nervous when she walks in? Everybody's straight. Hey, 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 hey. Right now in the portals of glory, I believe with all my heart the saints of God who have went on and the angels gathered around the throne and the cherubims and all of heaven's hosts, they're standing to their feet. I believe that right now. And they're all looking back. They've done heard the hey. They've done heard the wedding bells start ringing. And they're looking. They're on the edge of the seat. Our bridegroom is standing at the front. And he's awake all the heaven. He's looking down, waiting for the bride to make her grand entrance. It's time to prepare. It's time to believe what the word of God says. Not what you want to say. You can make that Bible teach anything you want it to teach. That's right. Yes. All you gotta do is take a verse out of context. That's how we got the mess we're in today. Yes, you make it teach whatever you want it to teach. But looky here, you can't make it say whatever you want to say. That's right. God said what He meant, and He meant what He said. Amen. There's a lot of corruption. Amen. Amongst the charismatics. 
Well, I shouldn't just label it. I mean, that's what God gave it to me as, but it ain't just the charismatics that's full of corruption. Come on, somebody. The church, the average church, no matter the denomination, the average church today is corrupt. Yes. You want to know why? Listen to me. Because it's became more about us than it has been. I was really wanting to get into that. Really was. You want to know one of the major issues with the corruption of the charismatic side? Y'all want to know? Come on, somebody, don't die on me. I've been preaching 34 minutes and 23 seconds. Come on. Y'all sit down and watch Lord of the Rings for six hours. And squeeze your knees together because you don't want to get up and go to the bathroom. Come on, somebody. You sit and watch the national championship, and when that clock's about to go down, you're just hoping they make a field goal with the time running out so they go to overtime. That's exactly right, birthday. We don't get hey, we don't get discontent when nothing else in life uh, goes past the time allotted. Why we in such a hurry tonight? Yeah, I'll tell you why. It ain't their flesh. Because it's all about us. If you believe what I'm preaching tonight, you'd be sitting on the edge of your seat with your ears. Yes, sir. If you really believe what I'm preaching, that the wedding, the the the, the, uh, the heavens are standing and the bridegroom, and I'm just here to tell you, whether you believe it or not, it's coming. He's ready. Hey, if somebody asked another day, does anything else have to be fulfilled? No. Does anything else have to happen prophetically? Absolutely not. I'm going to tell you how how close we are. If you'll read them disciples, and right as soon as Jesus resurrected and went to heaven, they started preaching that we're fixing to get out of here. Hey, I'm trying to tell you. All these signs everybody's talking about, that ain't the rapture. That's the second coming. And the rapture happens way before the second coming ever happens. If we're seeing signs of the second coming, how close is the rapture? We're fixing to head to a wedding. So if you really believe all that, you'll give me a few minutes. I don't really need to deal with this. I mean, I do. Yes, sir. I mean, deal with this. Right. The first corruption I'd like to identify tonight and get into is I started it last week and didn't get past one book. Come on, preacher. The corruption of the charismatic. You want to know one of the main things yes, that's wrong with the charismatic movement and others, but I'm, I'm focusing on them. Number one. Are you with me? Give me, give me an amen. amen. Number one. One of the biggest issues, one of the biggest corrupted problems, doctrinally speaking, with charismatics is this. We see number one, the indoctrination of temporary salvation. That's a corruption. That's corruption. Amen. You don't have to follow what I say or believe what I say. I care less, but you, you ain't got no choice but to believe, believe this Bible. Amen. You know what the charismatics teach and preach about how you lose your salvation? Yes, it's all based upon your works. Yes, sir. Last I checked, the Bible still says, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved. 
Well, I need about four of you just get happy and throw you. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Look at here. That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. You know what he's saying? If we could get in by works, we could boast in our salvation. If we can get in based upon our works, neighbor, he's, the Lord should have stayed in glory. He should have never walked one day on planet earth. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you can't get yourself in and you can't get yourself out tonight. Hallelujah. goes right. You can't get in, you can't get out. I asked this question last week. Has anybody ever seen a bird reversed? Have you ever walked in a hospital and there's a little blue blanket and a little baby boy laying there? Yeah. Named Elijah Scott Griffith. Mom and Dad looked in and said, Well, he's been crying too long. Put him back in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever seen that? No. He's throwing too many temper tantrums. There are three, you know, terrible twos, goes to threes, fours. I believe since he's fallen, he's disappointed me so bad, we're just going to. Reverse his birth. Anybody? I would love for you to stand up right now and just tell us about it. I'm opening the floor. If you've ever seen a birth reverse, please let us in. Nicodemus come to him, Brother Jeff. Lord, Lord, I do. Go to heaven. Nicodemus. You must be born again. Yeah, All right, Lord. So what are you saying? How can I be born again? Do I return to my mother's womb? He said, no, 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 no. He said, there's two births, Nicodemus. There's a physical birth and a spiritual birth. There's a natural birth and a supernatural birth. There's a birth by water and a birth by blood. You can't return to your mother's womb, but what you can do, listen, neighbor, look at me, come on, help me for a little bit. The day the Holy Ghost came by, convicted your heart. You see, it was your sin, your problem. It was you that put the loveless Savior on a, on a, on a criminal's cross, uh, and he turned you into the convict. He convinced you that you were, by the way, we were a convict in our sin of unbelief. Uh, but when you trusted Christ and had faith and repentance towards God and salvation, He birthed you in the family of God. And when you get birthed in the spiritual realm, it cannot be reversed. Can't be reversed. It's impossible for the birth to be reversed. Now, I'm going to tell you what they label us as a lot of. Right. They say we're caught up in what's called easy believism. We're not. I'm a Bible believer. Amen. Yes, sir. You might as well look up and listen to that. I'm a Bible believer. I believe what the Bible said. If any man, look at here now. I'm going to ask you another question. If any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. Amen. How many of y'all got yourself in? Christ. Why do you reckon you get yourself out? 
Last night checked, he got the whole wide world in his hands. Somebody ought to. He's got the whole wide world on the very hands of the Son. And the Father is the names of his children. The Bible said they've been carved and inscripted in the palms of God. I didn't get myself in and I can't get myself out. It's a corruption and a false doctrine. And I don't give a rip who He's a new creature. Look here. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm not, I'm not caught up easy, easy believism because I believe if you're really saved, you're a new creature. Oh, you can get back to walking your flesh. But whom the Lord loves me, if he chasing him, he don't chase me. The Bible said, hey, how many of y'all let your, your kids just run wild and do whatever they want, run out in the middle of the road, play traffic, and play with guns? Come on, somebody. And you don't go to them and whip them. Why do you whip them? Because you hate them? No, you love them. And whom the Lord loveth, he chases them. And if he don't deal with you, the Bible said you're a bastard and not a son. That simply means you don't know who your father is. But I can tell you who he is. He's a bug-eyed, cross-eyed bastard. It's the devil caught out of hell. That's your father if you're lost in If you're saved. If you're saved. Well, I, I thought maybe y'all just get maybe happy about that. If you're saved. Thank you, Lord. You've got a father. Yes, sir. And the birth cannot be reversed. Thank you, Lord. He's your father. Yeah. You're a new creature. Yes. If you can get out here and live, I ain't no easy believism. Ain't a word about making one. Believe is If you get out here and live however you want to live, and do whatever you want to do, if you don't have a heart, listen here. You don't know how you'll know my children that have love one for another. Yeah. All these old hateful boys. And ladies, men that sitting on church, somebody will hit me right here, that sitting on church pew and out love nobody they go to church with. I don't care how much Bible you know, you better make sure you're in. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. It could be right here. But it better be more here, maybe. Yeah. That's right. If you don't love the brethren, Bible said the love of the Father is not in you. You ever met people that's all the time mad at the brethren? They all the time want to fuss and fight with the brethren. They tell you what you got there, neighbor, you got a Judas. He looks the part. He smells the part. Judas was the bookkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to step in another mud hole. Judas was the bookkeeper and the treasurer. Yeah. You better hear me. You're saying a whole lot about yourself and you got money problems. That's right. Well, Hallelujah. Y'all ain't gonna feel that, but I'm gonna keep on plowing. Plowing. When you all the time shouting when you get a blessing, but everybody else around you gets a blessing, it upsets you. Suck roll! Everybody! Amen. Amen. Yes. You're a taker. Right. Not a giver. Amen. 
People don't preach like this no more, Caleb. Brother Caleb. Sorry. Brother Caleb. By the way, let me just hit that while Brother Dean said, God let every rabbit supposed to jump out, jump out. I'm going to steal that. Let me just go ahead and say this. We are brethren, and we need to talk and respect one another like we're brethren. I've had to go over this many, many times, but somehow or another, we got back to where I'm Josh, and what's up, homie? No, you hear me. I'm the pastor, and you're a member, and I'm going to refer to you as brother, and you refer to me that Sister Leah, that Sister Lillian, that's Brother Jetson. Don't get casual. You ought to have enough respect for God and God's people to address them as brethren. Now that rabbit jumped out and I've done shot killed, so we're going to move on and jump another. You with me? Yes, sir. You better have some love. Amen. Y'all remember last Sunday, don't you? Hallelujah. We got a big bear hug from the Lord. He squeezed something off the time. I thought she was going to pop. Yeah. Talk about a big old love bear hug, son. Some people made money. Well, I thought y'all might be happy. Yeah. It was a joke. Apparently, I'm not very funny because nobody likes my jokes. Lord loved all over us. You know why we come in and have days like we had Sunday? Because we had nights like we had tonight. This ain't free. If all you want is a shallow pepper rally, there's a dime a dozen. A dime a dozen. But the pepper rally ain't going to get you through the hard times. So and so running the light and shouting ain't going to get you through when you find out you're fixing to die with cancer. That's right. It's going to be the book. Y'all ever heard, read them stories about them old timers laying on their beds, laying on their deathbeds, fixing to cross over, and they'd look over at the pastor and say, he'd say, what can I do for you? Can I pray with you? Yeah, pray with me, but here's what I want you to do. I'm fixing to cross over. If you wouldn't mind, would you open, hallelujah, would you open the word of God? That pastor would turn over out of Psalm 23 and read that for me. I mean, I've read it. I've been a part of it. I've participated in this. I've read the Bible. Other dying saints, my grandson so laying on his deathbed. I laid down his ear and started telling me what the word of God said. Can I say this is what's going to get you through at the hard times? You can have all the pepperellis you want, neighbor. I thank God for the blessing on the book that I hold in my hand. And I'm laying on my deathbed. It ain't going to be Brother Dax taking a laugh that's going to get me through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not going to be so and so to get a special love out. That's going to help me in my time of need. Yeah. I'm not going to let to lose my mind. Because my children are going through something. Maybe they're rebelling. Maybe they're getting attacked. It ain't going to be a shout or a song necessarily. But thank God there's some scripture that I can open my Bible to. Where the Bible still says, It's the Lord that's my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the, the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Hey, thank God. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. It's thy rod in my staff. They comfort me. Now preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely 
mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You better hold that book tight tonight. It's the word of God. That'll get you through. I've done this probably six or seven times in next month. Y'all do realize just a few weeks we're hitting seven years. Isn't that? It's number of completion. He's put his approval on this 100,000 times. But there's something about that number seven in that Bible. I'm hoping. I've been praying about that number. I ain't numbers, man. I wish I was. Some men just are really good. I've been praying about that number. The number seven. You know what I hope the number seven gives us? The year of rest. Oh, hope it is. We've had tools, trials, snares, tests. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Would y'all pray with me like I'm praying? Here's what we need. Lord, you've been good to us. I hate to be selfish, but we need some supernatural stuff to happen. Yeah. We do. This ain't once. This ain't to impress the community. We got problems, but the good problems. Yeah. Such as we having to double park on Sundays. Yeah. I'm boxing everybody in. There's a little old piece of property right next door to us that's unoccupied. Ain't nobody doing nothing in the world with it. Right. It joins us. Sure would like the Lord let us get that. Right. Yeah. Get some more parking. Keep that house up. We have a refrigerator for revival. No more motel bills. Y'all with me? Yes. We talk about big prayers. I'm asking God to help us pay this church off. Amen. Oh, yes. Get out of debt. Stuff nobody thinks is feasible. But I believe God. Amen. You want to know where I'm getting my confidence from, though? When I'm praying, I'm flipping over and saying, Lord, you told me. You ever had to break up a man's word? I don't need to remind him of nothing, but I do. Lord, you told me. But you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly yeah. above all that I can ever ask or think. So here's what I'm thinking. So what can you do? Help me somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do it one more time. I'm done. I didn't hardly get I tried to get in it, still didn't get in. I'm right back to the book. How's that song start, somebody? Bless it over there. It's a well of pure water when I'm thirsty and dry. It's bread when I'm hungry and when the battle is raging, it's my faithful sword from life's storms. It's a light to my path. See, <laughs> word that it says, but it sure made a change in me. Help me now. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand, it's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. 
from me now it keeps me from sin when I think what it costs just to hold in my hand it reminds me that I owe a great debt to all of the martyrs who've gone to stay quarter with their dying well it's critics it's in a buck. Well, it's critics are. Well, it's critics are. And believers are. But there's one thing I failed to be true. If you find when you read it that there's something wrong, hey neighbor, there's something wrong with you. Because this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. This blessed book that I hold in my hand. It's true from beginning to end. It's a solid where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from it. You'll take your Bible. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Don't hug it. This ain't, this ain't a coffee cup holder. This ain't something to keep your dash from getting a suntan. You with me? It ain't a coaster. Come on, somebody. It ain't a decoration. I think take the homes I've walked in, blow the hell in back. I talk about full, full of sin and wickedness. You walk in a big family Bible's laid on the table, but ain't nobody turned the page in. It's a decoration. This ain't a decoration, neighbor. It's a declaration. Help me, somebody. It ain't a declaration. It's a declaration. I'm being set free because of the word. It's a precious word. It's a promising word. It's a powerful word. It's a pure word. It's a potent word. Help me somebody. It's a purified word. It's a preserved word. It's a piercing word. It's something in the two-edged sword. Piercing the soul. Hey, I'm trying to tell you tonight. It's God's word. We all care enough about it to study. To keep ourselves from corruption. You know what false corruption I've done? Conflict and confusion. You get involved with a bunch of corruption when it comes to that book. You're, you're headed straight for conflict and confusion. We read it twice and it's in there again. God is not the author of confusion. I know y'all have put that with me. But I'm putting it one more time. This blessed old book that I hold in my hand it's true Lord, I'm going to sing this to you. To end, it's a solid foundation where I firmly stand. Sin kept me from it. Now it keeps me from sin. I love 
His work. It's so precious to my heart, Lord. Always true. Bringing light to my path. It's brought me through the valley. It's taught me how. 